here the guru of good health the superintendent of supplementation wishing you a wonderful wonderful day uh of course uh you know it is monday so you know i love these days i get to teach what i call monday school uh, i teach right out of the bible just like it was my sunday school lesson i was teaching in my sunday school class uh, i teach chapter to chapter by chapter verse by verse uh, to help people understand wholly and completely uh, the Word of God. Uh, it's a little confusing. I've had so many people over the years that I talked to about the Bible say, you know, I would read it more, but I don't understand what I read. Uh, and it boils down to the these and the thous and the words that they used in the Old English that uh, we just don't use again today, much today. And it throws people off. It, it makes them, I, th- I tell you what I think it does. I think it makes them try to think too hard, and they go past the simple meaning of the Bible. Uh, the Bible's not hard to understand. Uh, in in a lot of ways, 
it is if you take just sections here and sections there and you spread it out here and spread it out there. But when you take it chapter by chapter and verse by verse, I think you're going to find it much easier to understand the Word of God. And that is my goal for you uh, is to is to know exactly what the the book is trying to tell us, okay? And of course, right now, those of you that follow along, I've been, I've been teaching for a while now, uh, right out of the book of Proverbs. Uh, that's the, the book in the Bible about wisdom. It comes from Solomon, who became the wisest man that ever lived and the richest man that ever lived, needless to say. And God blessed him big time. Uh, Solomon did have a problem. He wasn't a perfect man. Neither was David. Nobody else is perfect. Uh, but Solomon, uh, his biggest problem is he liked the girls, <laughs> just being truthful. And uh, it, it ended up getting him in a lot of trouble because he was not like David. See, David was a man after God's own heart. He was Solomon's father. And why was he a man after God's own heart, even though he was a murderer and an adulterer and everything else you could imagine? No, that's not what uh, God judges people on. God judges people on rather than not you can stay true to him. What that means is David is the king that never worshipped any other gods. He just wouldn't get involved with that because, uh, I mean, uh, if you face it and think about it, the Bible itself in the Ten Commandments, number one is thou shalt have no other gods before me. And that's little g. Not big G God. There's only one big G God, and that's the one true and living God. And he is uh, he's the most awesome thing that's ever been because he created us uh, in the first earth age in our spirit bodies, and we lived here for millions and millions of years. Uh, but then uh, one-third of the spirit bodies that were here on this earth, us, in this form, not, not in flesh, but in the spirit form, looks like we do now. Uh, we look the same now that we did then, except uh, we never got past age 30 there. <laughs> Everybody's the same age there because time doesn't mean anything. Uh, but one-third of God's angels, he called them, which are the, the, the people of God, uh, followed Satan. So instead of destroying a third of his own family, you know what he did? He said, I'm going to require everybody to be born of woman, born of water, which means uh, you when the woman's water breaks, the baby's born. And we're going to be born in the flesh, blank, sin, innocent, not remembered anything about the first earth age. And he's going to see who we follow here on this earth. And it started right there in Genesis in the Garden of Eden. There was the tree of life, which is Jesus, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which was Satan. And we had to make our choices. And we've been making those choices ever since. Get into that another day. Uh, but, uh, you know, when Solomon come along, uh, he was he was a, a real good king. He was a loved king. He was a wealthy, wealthy man, very intelligent, obviously. Uh, but he wasn't exactly a man after God's own heart because he got involved with all them women. They brought in other gods and uh, little g-gods. Remember that. Uh, but he did uh, give us Proverbs, and Proverbs is wisdom. If you want to be wise, you got to learn to think. Uh, you know, the Bible does require you to think, and I think that's where a lot of people lose uh, their ability to study the Word of God because of maybe some of the old English throws them off and it don't seem to make sense. And some of it, I'll just be honest with you, old King James and his interpreters got some of it wrong. Uh, they really did, but I'm going to point out how easy it is to understand the Word of God by giving you modern English. If you're following along, I'm in chapter 14, book of Proverbs, chapter 14. I'm going to start with verse 10, which is where I left off last week, and I know I covered it last week, but I'm going to cover it again. 
and I'm going to give you some ideas on how to better understand the Word of God. I'm telling you, when you understand the Word of God, it will change your life. Nothing's ever changed my life or anybody's life uh, the way the Word of God can. Uh, you know, uh, God became Jesus. He became uh, the Word in the flesh and walked amongst us. So he didn't ask us just to be born of flesh and go through this life and death in the flesh bodies. He did it himself, okay? He did it himself, and uh, he wants us to uh, experience the same thing. Uh, so, uh, you know, let's, let's see if we can't make some sense of the Word of God and uh, give you that peace that passes all understanding. So let's begin uh, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 10. Uh, the heart knoweth his own bitterness, and a stranger doth not intermeddle with his joy. Now, this is a little tricky. That's why I'm going over it again. Modern English, it would read this way. An individual's own mind understands its own grief. You know, you may not know what's going on in somebody's head, but they do. They know why they feel bad. They know why... Uh, you know, they're depressed or angry or frustrated or joyful as far as that goes. So we're talking about the mind here. An individual's mind understands its own grief. The last part of that verse in modern English would say, and an outsider, that's a stranger, someone that's not a member of your family, it's not close by, and an outsider does not join in with their gladness. So if you got someone in grief, uh, they understand their own grief. But if you're an outsider, don't meddle with their gladness. If they're happy, be happy with them. Uh, don't join in uh, in getting involved in people's business where you have no business, okay? 1411, if you're following along in King James Version, uh, verse 11 says, The house of the wicked shall be overthrown, but the tabernacle of the upright shall flourish. So see, here we are as we go through Proverbs. We're getting choices to make. You're getting the good and the bad. All right, the first half of this verse is the good. In modern English, uh, that's real simple. It would be it would be this right here: the home of the ungodly shall be destroyed. The home of who will be destroyed? The ungodly. That's called wickedness. Anybody that goes against God is wicked. There's only one other side to choose from. It's not hard. So the home of the ungodly shall be destroyed. But, here's the second half, the dwelling place of the morally straight will blossom. Do you want to blossom? Do you want to succeed? Do you want to live a good life? Do you want to have peace on earth? Try to live that morally straight life. There's only one way to be morally straight because morality only comes from God. Man cannot do it. Oh, we got people that live pretty good lives, but they cannot determine what's right and what's wrong to the level that God can. Now, some people, it's more instinctual. It comes now more natural for some people to do what's right than others. But you got to remember, all flesh is weak. 14.12, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Let me give you a better understanding of that in modern English. There is a way of life that feels right to many, okay? Feels right to a lot of people. Yeah, it does. It's in their own head, of course. Uh, but let me give you the other side of that, and that is this, Okay. But the end, but in the end, it leads to death. Okay, now what does that mean? Well, it means the grave. 
okay? Uh, you can interpret death a couple of ways. There's two deaths in the Bible. One's the grave where the physical body dies, but then there's the second death, which is the death of the flesh. I mean, which is the death of the spirit, the soul. You don't want that one. That's permanent, okay? So uh, make sure you get that right now. Uh, let's look at 13. Even in laughter, the heart is sorrowful, and the end of that mirth is heaviness. <clears throat> what does that mean? Let's read it in modern English. Even in joy, the mind of the person may be grieving, and later on, that joy may turn into sorrow. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, we've gone through those those stages in life where uh, you know, you be grieving, but then later on, some good things happen, and it turns to, you know, from joy uh, to sorrow. You, you know, you, you may be, uh, it may be joyful on the surface, but it, in, down deep inside, you're grieving. But later on, that joy will turn into, can, but even joy can turn into sorrow. Okay, fourteen. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. Okay. And a good man shall be satisfied from himself. Let's put that in modern English. The faithless, these are unbelievers, in mind will be filled with their own desires, and the upright will be satisfied from within. Their faith. Okay? It's faith. We're talking about in the first part of this, faithless people, unbelievers. In the second part, and the upright, that's the morally good, will be satisfied from within. Why? Because they got faith in God. They can be happy. They can have that peace that passes all understanding. 14, 15, the simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. Now, here's an example of, of how understanding uh, you know, modern English uh, compared to, uh, you know, the, the old English. Uh, this is where it comes in very clearly. Let's, let's look at that again. The simple believeth every word. All right, what would that be in modern English? Uh, the stupid or the naive, all right? That's what it means. I'm just telling you right out of the Hebrew, it either means stupid or naive, all right? Those lacking common sense, I could say, believes everything they hear. You've met people like that. They come in telling you this great thing's going to be, oh, somebody's told them, and you, you realize it's real. It don't make sense. There's no logic there. It's just, but they believe it. They believe it. Look at the last half of that. In modern English, it would be, but those who are crafty are cautious as they travel through life. Wow, that's impressive, isn't it? Don't you want to be crafty, cautious, pay attention, be careful? Listen, this old life's full of, of heartache and, and misery a lot of times. Fourteen, sixteen, chapter 14, verse 16, Proverbs. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil. There's some of those uh, feareth and departeth. <laughs> you know, that's some of that uh, old English. But the fool rageth and is confident. Uh, it's interesting how they wrote things back then. Modern English that would say a wise person is cautious and moves away from wickedness. They get away from that stuff. They get away from the ungodly. But the foolish travel on and stumbles. You can count on it. It's going to cost you. 17, he that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. Those, in modern English, those who easily become angry do so foolishly, and those of evil schemes will be hated. Very easy to understand. I'm going to move on. 
Verse 18, the simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Hmm. Modern English. Here it is. Now, see that word simple. Proverbs 14, uh, verse 18. Chapter 14, verse 18. The simple inherit folly. Let's look at that in modern English. The naive. There it is again. You see, the naive bring about foolishness. But the clever are surrounded with wisdom. You know, a clever person's going to be looking for the truth. Why? Because the truth sets you free. They're going to be digging in to see uh, if what they're learning is actual worth knowing. A lot of the stuff they teach in school today is absolutely worthless, but they're telling you that you got to have it to get through life. Need to pay attention, folks. Don't be naive. Proverbs 14, chapter 14, verse 19 says, The evil bow before the good. The evil bow before the good. And the wicked at the gates for the righteous. What is this saying? Well, let's read it in modern English. The wicked are brought low before the upright, before the righteous. That's right. And the ungodly will bow at the public hearings of the righteous. In other words, they're the ones going to be carried to court, and they'll be bowing down and going, Ugh, I messed up. I got caught. That's what it's all about. Don't be wicked. 1420, the poor is hated even of his own neighbor, but the rich hath many friends. Have you ever noticed that? The rich, boy, you can get, they got friends everywhere, right? That is, till they run out of money. Remember the prodigal son when he inherited all of his money and took off, and boy, he was the most popular man in that new town he went to until he ran out of money, and then he was in a pigsty. Modern English, verse 20 would read, The needy are shunned by their community, but the wealthy have many loyal followers. Remember that. The, the wealthy going to have many loyal followers as long as their money don't run out. <laughs> okay? Verse 21, He that despiseth his neighbor sinneth. You despise your neighbor, then you're sinning. But he that hath mercy on the poor, happy is he. In other words, those who despise their neighbors do wrong. That's how simple it is. But those who are kind to the oppressed will be blessed. Are you kind to the oppressed or do you make fun of them? Do you take advantage of them? You need to think that through. You want to be blessed? You be kind to them, especially the simple, the naive, the ignorant, the stupid, uh, the weak, the sick. You know what I mean, the, the poor. 1422, King James says, Do they not err that devise evil, but mercy and truth shall be to them that devise good? Device, we know what that means, but let's read it in modern English. Uh, Do those who plot evil not go astray, but kindness and truth? trustworthiness will come to those that plan good. You see, I look each word up in Hebrew, uh, straight from the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. Why? I take the time to put this together so I'm making sure that you're getting exactly what the Bible, what God wanted you to know from the Bible, all right? But I'm doing it in modern English so you can understand it, so you're not confused, okay? So I'm going to read that again in modern English. Do those who plot evil not go astray? Of course they do. It's going to always cost them. But kindness and trustworthiness, what does that do? Will come to those that plan good. You'll be honored. That's what it boils down to. 1423, in all labor there is profit, but the talk of the lips tendeth only to penury. 
There's another word that you don't hear very often, penury. All right, modern English. In all hard work, there is plenty, but the talk of the mouth leads only to poverty. Penury, poverty. 14, 24, verse 24. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the foolishness of fools is folly. In other words, the status of those with wisdom is their wealth. But the thought, but the thoughtless speech of fools is foolishness. You ever been around a foolish person? Couldn't get nothing good out of them if you had to. It's up foolishness. They want to have fun all time, cut up, uh, horseplay, gets them in trouble. That's what it's talking about. 1425, a true witness delivereth souls. That's a good thing to do. But a deceitful witness speaketh lies. We're talking about in court, folks. A truthful witness can spare lives. Did you know that? If you tell the truth in court, you can spare lives. But a dishonest witness tells lies. You can't trust them. Uh, you can't change it, uh, You know the stripes on a zebra. You can't change the spots on a leopard. And many times, unfortunately, if you get, run into a liar, they're going to lie about a lot of things. It's hard for them to change. 26, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 26. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. In other words, those who love the Lord have great courage. That's where your confidence comes from. Where? Knowing the Lord and loving God. Remember, wisdom Wisdom begins with the reverence of God. You've learned that already if you're following along. Look at the last part of that verse in modern English. And their offspring will have a place to rest. In other words, your children are going to have a place to rest. that They can feel comfortable. They can sleep at night without fear. 27, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Now, there's that word fear again. Pay attention. To depart from the snares of death, okay? Now, uh, remember, fear in, in Hebrew should have been interpreted reverence or love. It's what they, they got it wrong. It's a misinterpretation. I think maybe the Kenites was involved in using the word fear. I don't know that, but I think they probably were because it confuses people. How could, why should we fear God, a loving, trusting, kind the person that lo- the creator that loves us so much he let his own son die for us? Why would we fear him? So here's how that should read in modern English. Reverence or love for the only true and living God is a source that flows to life. It helps you avoid the entrapments that lead to death. I'm going to pause right here and tell you, you know, one of the things I'm doing is I'm putting this into a book called Start With Wisdom, where I have the King James Version verse by verse, but in under each of the, of the verses, like that was verse 27, I give you modern English. That book's going to be made available soon. And I'll, I'll let you know when it's available and how you can get it. I guarantee you it'll help you to understand the Bible more than you ever have. Okay, so let's let's avoid those entrapments that lead to death. How? By knowing the truth. All right. Verse 28, 14, 28. In the multitude of people is the king's honor, but in the want of people is destruction of the prince. All right, let me read that in modern English because that's a little tough. In an abundance of followers is the king's glory. You know how you can tell how glorious a king is by how many people follow him or her. But with small numbers of followers is the undoing of the hierarchy. You want to see a kingdom's hierarchy fall apart real quick? It's pretty simple. All you got to do is, is pay attention to how many followers they got. 
All right, so let's look at 29. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. Now, let's read that in modern English. Anyone that is slow to choose anger has great insight, but those who are quick-tempered lifts up foolishness. I hope this is all beginning to make more sense to you. Uh, it, it, it'll come clearer and clearer the more you read it, the more you understand it, especially the more you get into the modern English. Let's see if we can get through chapter 14. A sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy, the rottenness of the bones. So there's your opposites again. Uh, in other words, in modern English, a calm mind is the health of the flesh, but envy or jealousy the decay of one's health. It's talking about, when it's talking about your bones, it's talking about your physical health. 31, he that oppresseth the poor reproacheth his baker, but he that honoreth him hath mercy on the poor. Let's read, read that in modern English. Those who defraud the needy taunt their maker, but those who glorify him will have mercy on the poor and helpless. I hope that's making sense. That's easy to understand. You know, when you glorify God, uh, you're going to have mercy on the poor and the helpless. It's that simple. You don't, you don't put them down. You don't take advantage of them. 32, the wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath hope in his death. Remember, where it's got his in here, remember, that's, that's, uh, that has nothing to do with the male or female. It's human, okay? So let's read that in modern English. The guilty are pushed away because of their wickedness. Uh, you know, no, uh, you know, you got to understand. It, it don't matter if you're a man or a woman; it applies to you. No gender involved. Okay, so I'm going to read that again. The guilty are pushed away because of their wickedness, but the upright has hope in seeing their punishment. You know, if we were to punish our criminals today the way we should, it would cease to be among us. The Bible tells us that. 33, wisdom resteth in the heart of him that hath understanding, but that which is in the midst of fools is made known. Modern English, in other words, wisdom comforts the mind of those that has knowledge of God. Wisdom's going to comfort you. It's not going to put you at, uh, make you uh, angry or frustrated, or, or if it does, <laughs> you got to wonder if you really know wisdom. But that which is in the mind of the foolish will be made known. You can't hide it. It's going to come, <laughs> come back to haunt you. Uh, you're not going to get away with anything. Trust me, uh, all people reap what they sow. When the Bible says it, that's, that's it. And it tells you right in the Bible, you're going to reap what you sow. So be careful what you sow. Sow righteousness. 1434, righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Now, we understand that pretty good, but let's see it in modern English. A nation that honors God will be lifted up, but wickedness will bring disgrace to a nation. Always has, always will. 35, the last verse in chapter 14, the king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him that causeth shame. In other words, the king's pleasure is upon an understanding servant. He's got a servant that understands what he's trying to accomplish, and he's willing to help uh, his master do that. 
Uh, but that same servant, his rage is against those that causes shame. The king's rage will be against those that causes shame. You know, I love Proverbs because it's really not that hard to understand. Uh, the whole Bible can be made clear when you get into modern English, and I'm going to help you do that. As long as I'm alive, I'm going to be uh, you know, putting out the information so that anybody can understand it. Uh, don't be fooled by Satan. Uh, I want you to remember, if you can count from one to seven, then remember this. Satan comes before Christ, and you will be here. If you're alive, you'll be here when Satan gets here. It's why we have to put on the whole armor of God. So don't be fooled by Satan and don't follow him. He's going to claim to be Christ. He's not Christ. There's only one Christ, and Christ comes on the seventh trump. I'll help you understand that better uh, in the days to come. I do ask you to continue to listen to today's health update, especially Monday School and all our shows. Uh, and when you support us at NHC Herb Shopping, Killing Herbs and More in Athens or Nutritional Health Care, if you're going to buy supplements anyway, why not buy them from us? You're supporting this message and this program. Until next time, may God continue to bless all of us with abundant health. As I said earlier, thank you for choosing to listen to today's health update. If you like what you heard, please consider sharing it with others who need to know the truth. To hear this or any of Roy's shows, go to www.podbean.com, www.podbean.com. And remember, you can learn more by going to our website, www.nhcherbs.com. That's www dot n-h-c-h-e-r-b-s dot com or you can call to get more information at 256-757-0660